Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. How's everybody doing? It's a beautiful, glorious Sunday night. It's, uh, it's a little chilly out in the garage here in San Jose, but not bad. Not real bad. I haven't even turned the heat on. I'm, I'm under the opinion that if it's if it's above 60 and you're turning the air conditioner on, you're a pussy. <laughs> not the air conditioner, but the heater. If it's, if, it's, if it's above 60 and you got the heater on, get out of here. Put on a sweatshirt. Put on a sweatshirt. Grab a blanket. You're cool. You're fine. You don't need to pollute the environment because of your uh, delicateness. Okay. Um, I got I got some more stuff. I put more stuff up. Is it too much? It's going to tell me it's too much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought I would... Uh, it up because it didn't mind the last last week's graphics so i thought i'd, I'd pump it up see here's last week's is what i had last couple weeks there so i i added i added to it boom over the top let's go let's go um i also have this this is fun yeah let's go johnfish.net check out johnfish.net sign up for the newsletter let's do it go black dogs they're coming guys they're coming you guys buy this as a shirt? I think I'm gonna make these a shirt. Would you buy this? The robot dog with the pretty cow strapped to the hood, asking for your papers. Obey, obey. They're coming. San Francisco is requesting permission to be able to let robots handle dangerous situations so that they can kill people. So that the robots can kill people. Yeah. You guys wanted to complain about police violence before, right? To fund the police, right? Oh, yeah, great. Now we're going to get robots. Now we got robot dogs coming. This guy. This guy's asking for your papers. Man, good work. Good work, left. You're really thinking ahead. Welcome to the show, guys. It's uh, Christmas time, so I'm feeling festive. We started putting the tree up today, me and the boys, and... Um, the lights, the lights that are on the tree aren't working. So I only had one strand. So we had to stop because you got to put the lights on first. You got to put the lights on first before you put the rest of the stuff right now. And so I got to go to the store when they're at school tomorrow and get the lights, get the lights. And, um, uh, we get the lights on, you know, but that's, uh, that's how it is. Gonna get it. We're gonna get it looking good. We're gonna get the tree looking good. I got a fake tree, but yeah, it's, it's all right. It's good. Um, so we had some fights. Uh, I missed, unfortunately, I missed the bare knuckle. And it looks like there were some good bloody fights in the bare knuckles. I'm sorry that I missed it, but again, I don't understand what these promotions are doing. They are. Uh, oh, my sound's a little distorted. Uh oh. Let me see what it sounds like. Oh, it sounded all right. It's all right. <clears throat> Maybe it's just your ears are distorted. Maybe. All right, guys. Um, yeah, we had some fights. Uh, I missed the bare knuckles, unfortunately. I don't know what the promoters are doing with their promotion. 
because a lot of times, even the ones I'm looking for, I really want to watch, I miss. And I don't see them until highlights are being shown after the fact. So me and the kids were doing something on Saturday, and I just didn't feel like shutting everything down and turning on the bare knuckles because I didn't think there were any bare knuckles. But I did watch the PFL on Friday night, and there were some decent fights. There were some good fights. Um, JJG, thoughts on the PFL pay-per-view price? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I would have paid $50. I think it was $50. I don't know if I would have paid $50 to watch those, those fights because I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody, really. Most of those people I did not know in those fights. They were good fights, but, you know, if you don't know anybody going into it, it's hard to want to pay that money. But if you're a diehard PFL, PFL is life, and that's what you're watching, maybe you're following along and you, and you want to pay just to contribute and see. I think it's a, good, it's a good test run for them to see what's going on. But, again, I said it before on the show, I don't think these promotions care at all about viewership. I don't think that's where they make their money. I don't think they're making their money from the viewership. I don't think they care. I don't think the pay-per-view is, is even a thing where uh, they're going to make that much money. I, that might be another tool they're trying to use to leverage more, more sponsorship, more, um, more investors. I think that's where a lot of these promotions are making their money is the ones overseas especially are making it through um, criminal money laundering and a lot of the in-states uh, promotions are making money through uh, pulling the rug out under investors out from under investors and it could be just another scheme to get more investor money because uh, you know a fool and his money are soon parted and if you're seeing all this oh my god look at what they're doing here and oh my god wow they're going pay-per-view and blah 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 but yet somebody who's into fighting and wants to watch fighting still doesn't know when their shows are. I don't know. I don't know. What's the viewership? I want to know what the viewership is in all these fights. I want to know from all the promotions. I want to know <clears throat> what everybody's being paid, and I want to know what the numbers are. What is viewership? How many people are you clicking in that are watching? I want to know those things. Those numbers are important. And I think if you're hiding those numbers, something's up. Something's fishy. Why are you hiding those numbers? Yes, yes. Hamza, yes, I know. Fauci's in court. We can uh, talk about that later. We'll get to the fights first. Bring that up later. Chat to remind me. Oh, yeah. Follow the family over Thanksgiving. You should have watched Rule Zero on Saturday. We talked about toxic family members and how to deal with the situation. Although, maybe you're the toxic one. You are watching my show. Just kidding, just kidding, JK. Um, uh, JJG is saying one PFL investor is A-Rod. That's one thing that kind of grosses me out about all this fight stuff is there are a lot of athletes and people who belong to associations uh, Actors, athletes who know the benefits of association, who know the benefits of free agency, yet they invest into this and they know how messed up and corrupt it is and how awful it is for the athletes, yet they still get their hands dirty in it. 
like I lose a lot of respect for any actor or athlete that has experienced the benefits of an association, whether it's SAG or their, their respective sports, professional sports affiliate association, yet they turn their back, they turn a blind eye, oh, mm, to, to what's happening to the MMA fighters. Oh, I'm going to profit off of other people's hardships and exploitation. Yet, I know what was good for me and what worked for me. Screw these guys, though. Oh, we got questions about Kale's loss. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. So let's go. All right. PFL championships, guys. Um, I did see a good amount of the fights. Uh, I started off with the Tibau and Mogomed Kirimov. Mogomed Kirimov. That's, man, that's a mouthful. These guys just keep, names get even longer. Um, Mogomed was uh, tough. He looks, he looks kind of uh, soft, though. You know, like he looks like he could lose weight and get down to 155. He really does. I wish there was a 160. I wish it went 155, 165, 175. Because I think he would be probably a good fit at 165. He's one of those guys. Like Nick Diaz would have done really well at 165. Um, but Gleason Tavau, Jesus. That dude swole up like, I don't even know, man. That dude's ridiculously big. His head looks bigger than it used to. That's wild. Um. It's just kind of wild, man. He's—he's. He's, I haven't seen him fight in a long time, and he looked ginormous. Oh my God. I think I saw that he was fighting at one seventy, but um, yeah, you know, it was a uh, kind of an uneventful fight. Ogamed won. Um, Jeremy Stevens got beat fairly quickly, round two, uh, arm triangle. Uh, Moreyes versus Moreyes. These guys started off in the World Series and went to UFC, came back. Uh, and Moreyes, Mar Marlon Moreyes, was winning the fight with some grappling. He was getting inside, <clears throat> putting Shaman on his back. But um, Marlon, one of the reasons why he got dropped with the UFC is because he's got a he's got a suspect chin. Man, his chin is worn out. <clears throat> I got a cough. But yeah, um, um uh, but yeah, Shaman landed punch on Marlon. Marlon, you know, his chin is kind of kind of done. He should, I don't know if he should be fighting him. He was doing really well, but like when you have, like it wasn't even that hard of a punch. I don't think it wasn't even that devastating of a shot. Shaman, you know, glancing, hit him okay, but he was just done. He was done. Um, then we get into the main card. Main card. These are the championship fights, the $1 million fights. Rob Wilkinson has been doing great. And he is somebody that raises a little bit of questions around things because he went to the UFC, fought one fight against Israel Adesanya. Uh, he was finished in that fight by Adesanya and was released. So he had one fight in 2018, 
Oh, Adesanya. Adesanya champ at that time in 2018? No. Who was champ at the time? Um, but he, uh, Adesanya won the fight, knocked him out. Wilkinson then went on and won nine fights and then wins, wins the $1 million prize in the process. So you have to, I don't know, man. These are the questions of the rankings. When, when you don't have independent rankings, you know, like, is he top 10? Would he, would he make okay? Would he be okay in the top 10 in the UFC or not? How do we know? He won his fights at World Series. He did really well at World Series. I'm guessing nine fight win streaks. I'm guessing he won. He won last year too, huh? Because it's four fights in the season. Three fights in the finals or something, something like that. So man. I don't know, man. He uh how does that work? Like, how do you even does anybody even keep stats of like a um, independent ranking at all? Does any press even try to do that, or are they all too pussy and they don't want to like piss off the UFC? A lot of press is just pussy. They're not even press. They're PR. They work for PR for the promotion. We'll get into some of that a little later too. But Wilkinson, he's been looking good. I've seen a couple of his fights. He looked good. Um, it was a really bad cut, Doctor Stoppage. It's good. Uh, next fight was Oliver Aubin Mercy. And uh, he won against Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray was doing good, getting inside, grappling, taking him down, and winning the fight. I think he won the first round that way. But then uh, Olivier started to stop the takedowns and open up the stand-up, ended up getting the win. They had a non-title fight with Aspen Ladd, who couldn't make weight in the UFC, fighting Julia Budd, who's fought. Everywhere but the UFC, I think. Did she fight? She fought Bellator. I don't know if she's been in the UFC. But Aspen Ladd won split decision there. Um, Ante Dalija and Matthew Schiff um, had a fight. Dalija won with knockout. Um, and in this fight, Brendan Lafayne. <laughs> Uh, against Bubba Jenkins. Uh, and uh, Bubba looked okay. Lafayne, he kept switching stances. He switches stances a lot. Lafayne does. And I feel like it's at a detriment to himself because he can never really get set and get his rhythm set up. And it can work for you. Switching stances in MMA, I don't think is necessarily bad. But when you don't have the ability to set your, your, uh, cadence your stuff up i think i felt like it was holding himself back i feel like if he would have just stuck to one side a little bit more and then switched because the switching can throw your opponent off because now he's fighting right now he's fighting left he's got to worry where the power is coming from that makes sense and when you do that it can mess the other guy up it can screw them up it can make it hard for them to attack but if you're doing it like he was just like switch 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 it didn't seem like he was able to sit down and much he ended up he ended up getting the win you know he performed well and uh he's a champ he's a champ in the main main fight 
was uh, Pacheco and Harrison. And Pacheco won. Harrison didn't get it done. I just, I don't know. There's so many, uh, there's such a discrepancy in women's MMA between top tier and everybody else. It's hard to know who's really that good because, like, Chico, I've never heard of her. I've never seen her. Came out of nowhere, and she wins the win. She wins this fight against Harrison, who everybody thought was God's gift to women's MMA since Ronda, since Cyborg. And I don't know. Is she, is she that good? I don't even know. To be honest, I don't watch much of the fight. I'm not that into the female fight. In the 135 pound male fights, I'm not in the WWE. Just some things aren't as appealing. As a consumer, you're allowed to choose. You're allowed to choose. You don't have to feel bad. You're not interested in certain things. Don't don't let anybody tell you you're a bad person because you're not interested in certain things. I don't care. You want to watch me fight? I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. All right, Roxy. <clears throat> If you guys, you guys really want me to get your questions, throw throw in a super chat, throw throw a super like something, whatever, help a brother out. Uh, PFL paid out. Roxy said PFL paid out six million plus in purses, and the pay per view was broadcast on ESPN Plus. Do you know how this doesn't conflict with the UFC contract on ESPN? Because they're all in on it. I have a strong feeling that the UFC is heavily invested in the PFL. When uh, the lawsuit was filed against the UFC, the PFL, the World Series of Fighting came to be. There is a lot of deals with some of their fighters coming into the PFL. It, uh, it, it was weird, really weird timing. Like where their money comes from, all this stuff, it's weird timing. It sounds like, feels like they're helping them out to make, like, look, you have lots of options. We're not a monopoly. Look. Uh, I don't know. And they're on uh, ESPN, so they got to deal with those people also. Like, it's all it's all shady business, man. All the same dirtbags doing the same crap. Yeah, and, and and yeah, here you go. And in Spidey sense, it's on Fight Pass too. Okay, so there's some kind of nobody's competing with the UFC, and I don't just mean that by they don't make enough money or they don't have the fighters to compete. They're not trying. They're not trying. They're all in on it. They're all in on it together. They're all okay with making money the way they make money. They all got their investors. They all got their sponsors. They're all lining their pockets. They're fine with it. Melator and Scott Coker are not pushing hard to take over the UFC. PFL is not trying to take over the UFC. They're all doing their own separate thing. They're all working together. They're all buddy-buddy. Okay? <clears throat> it's no different than Republicans and Democrats talking smack on the debate stage and they go out to dinner together. They go to weddings and parties together. They're not against each other. They're on the same team, right? You've got multiple heads on the same snake. That's what people need to wake up to. Nobody's trying to go against these guys. Nobody's trying to overthrow the UFC. They're all in on it together, right? <clears throat> BFL is a huge example of this. They're all in on it together. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things. Yeah, anybody on Fight Pass is an, is an official feeder to 
there's a feeder to the UFC. It's all there. You got such a monopoly. Everybody works for them, in a sense. You know, LFA, everybody on the fight pass, they're all feeders for the UFC. Uh, that's part of like the stretch of the monopoly. You have to work with UFC feeder programs, feeder promotions in order to get into the UFC. You have to work with UFC approved management. <laughs> if your manager isn't at fighters in the UFC already and, and fights hard for you to make more and make your worth and have leverage, they're gonna your 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 manager's done. You're not you're not going anywhere. You gotta get rid of them. It's just the way it is. <clears throat> no. One FC is not com- trying to compete with UFC either. They are not trying to compete. Remember the Mighty Mouse deal and Ashkin swap? They're friends. They have no interest in competing with UFC. I think you I think one uh, FC in particular is is laundering money. I personally think they're laundering money. And I think that's where they're they're getting it. They, they may be getting, you know, uh, investors and, and rugged investors there too. But none of these guys are like, we're coming after the UFC. We're we're gonna put on the best show possible. Because they know they can't. It's impossible. They have a monopoly. It's just the way it is. They've already accepted it and they're trying to make the best out of the situation to make money. Where they're lucky is the fact that because UFC has that monopoly and they play nice with the UFC, they have their section locked out. Nobody compete with can compete with them either. Because if some up-and-coming promotion comes in, has a bunch of money, and wants to compete against UFC and these other promotions, they'll all shut that one down. Also, they won't be able to get the fighters with the names. They won't be able to build the guys. If they, if they get some guys who are coming out of amateurs or whatever and they build them up, they're going to get big contracts from, from Bellator, 1FC, or, or UFC. Somebody's going to steal them out of those to put that other business out of, out of business, put that other promotion out of business. Right? They're all in on it together. They're all fixed in place. It's all one big, all one big uh, circle jerk with those guys. UFC approved circus. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> So that's the PFL. That was the PFL. And um, my opinions on the PFL in general, I don't. I uh, I think that structure is great for unknown fighters, unknown, unnamed fighters, a tournament system, because they can't keep you out of the finals. They can't keep you out of the title fight because you are guaranteed, if you win, to move forward. I like that. But here's the thing. You only get the title for that one night. The second you win the title, you're no longer the champ because the next tournament starts. So that, that safeguards the promotion from an athlete getting too much leverage because you can't be a 10-time champion, right? You're forced into the tournament every year. You can't be a champ and fight once a year. You can't be a champ and fight twice a year. You have to be forced into the tournament because you don't have the belt and do it all over again. It also safeguards them because they're capped. Those fighters, no matter how popular they get, no matter how many eyeballs they draw into the sport, how many eyeballs they draw into that promotion, they'll never earn more than $1 million in that finals for that championship. They may make per fight, they may make more money per fight and get that raised up, but that's never going to be competitive to what a UFC champion is going to make. I don't think any of those people, do we know what those people, they release the amounts of money those guys are making per fight? 
How much is Wilkinson making per fight? How much is Harrison making per fight before the million dollar payday at the end? It sounds great, <clears throat> but it's not. If you're a champion, someone like Harrison, who's, who's dominating everybody and defeating everybody and should be making way more, she's, she's got a glass ceiling over her head. It's only really good for guys who you don't know of. If you're an amateur Cohen pro and you can get in there, win the tournament, and now you're, you're 4-0, 5 and 0 and you're you're a PFL champ that might be good for you but then you're locked into a promotional agreement which is however long and you're not able to go and, and pursue bigger titles independent contract independent titles independent titles independent rankings that's what's needed hell we have that we do not have a sport we have promotional exhibitions right? and a promotional exhibition tournament is no different than Regular promotional exhibitions, promotional champs, not world champs. Needs to change. Bellator is in a weird place because they get some guys they build up with the jump ship and go to UFC like Chandler, or they uh, they take throwaways they take the castaways the guys that ufc no longer wants to pay the guys that ufc no world longer wants to pay six figures no one wants to pay the big big money to ufc cuts them even though people still watch them even though they still have a name and they get to go to bellator bellator can pay them way less than ufc would but then now bellator gets that name recognition from those athletes and I'm guessing that Bellator uses those name recognition to get investors to put money into their business model. Just a, just a guess. Just a guess. All right, guys. Let's get into some more um, MMA stuff, right? John Jones, Francis, they got it. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> yeah, yes, I shaved. I shaved. My girl likes it. Um, I have such a pronounced jawline, superior musculature and bone structure in my face. She thinks it's a shame I should hide it. But I just, I've had that beard. I had the beard for over a year and a half. That's just, I like change, man. I like changing things up. That might be something that's hurt me over the years. I, I change my look so often, people will recognize me right away, but like, I don't care. I just want to uh, do what I want to do. And I'm just digging long hair. I never had hair this long before, so I like it. It's long. I'm not going bald yet. I'm not going gray yet. I got a few grays in there, but like, looking good. I kept the soul chip because my, my kids hate it. They saw some pictures of me. Uh, from college, and I had a soul chip. I couldn't grow a full beard yet. It, just, it was spotty. So I grew the soul chip. A flavor saver. Chicks tell you. And they hated it when I saw pictures. They made fun of me. So I grew it. I grew it back to uh, force them to live with it. <laughs> Good stuff. Um... <clears throat> it's probably a money thing. 
Spidey Sense saying Bellator originally refused to sign Romero. Everyone said Bellator were trying to change their business model, but I know they signed him eventually. Yeah, it could have been <clears throat> he's asking for too much money, or it could have been UFC knew that Romero at first had some kind of medical issue, some kind of injury stuff or something. So, you know, they have the uh, that whole PSI crap where they, they dig dirt on you and figure out what's wrong with you and what you're good at. <laughs> Man, if you guys are using that and your fighter, you're getting scammed. They're digging dirt on you and they're going to use it against you 100%. 100%. They're going to find out what you're good at, what you're bad at, and they're going to use it against you in matchmaking. It's a really bad idea. I would not suggest my guys ever go there. <clears throat> all right, guys. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about John Jones, right? And this article, I'm going to share the article. It irritates me. Because it's just bad. It's bad journalism. And it's not journalism at all. And that's why. Because it's um, it's PR. This is pushing something, making UFC look good, pulling wool over people's eyes. Because this I, I have a I have a feeling this guy's not really this stupid and he's not this bad of a journalist. He's just doing PR. That's what this is. All right. Here, I'm gonna share. All right. Thing, um, is this anyways? Nolan King. There we go. And believe it or not, John Jones is ready to go. He's been ready. Okay. Let's make this better. Hang on. Is this better? Uh, no. It's not better. Let's better way to do all right. Former UFC light heavyweight champion seems to be on good terms with the promotion and its proposed terms. So what's the issue? Well, he struggles to find a real opponent. Yeah, there's reasons for that. Uh, the UFC wanted Steve Myochik versus Jones and tried for multiple dates, as was rumored. Negotiations with Myochik have not resulted in anything substantial, unfortunately. That matchup is essentially gone by the wayside. They don't really go into why. Why did it go by the wayside? No details. Just that they couldn't pick a date. Bullshit. It wasn't about dates. It was about money. It was about money in the contracts. If they're going to leave that out completely, that Steve Mirochik was not happy with what they were offering because he knows his value and wants more. But fighters have zero leverage. Absolutely zero, zero leverage. So they just push him aside. Okay. Screw you. You're not going to do what we say for how much we say. You're gone. That's what they did. That's what happened. All right. With the injury timeline for Francis Ngannou still up in the air, it's unclear who Jones will fight. However, the UFC can't just sit around forever without offering Jones a fight. As of very recently, the penciled plan is to have him fight March 5th at UFC 285 in Las Vegas. Again, <clears throat> the injury wasn't really an injury. Naganu chose to have knee surgery in this time because he was taking the year off because he knew his contract expired because of the sunset clause. Thanks to the class action lawsuit, the UFC initiated class, uh, uh, sunset clauses in 2017 because they're trying to change their business model as much as possible 
so they don't get sued again for class action violation for um, antitrust violations. Okay, antitrust violation. Right? To me, already admission of guilt. They've already changed their business model around a few times to get away from another lawsuit. To me, that's an admission of guilt. They know they're guilty, so they had to change things. If they never did anything wrong, they wouldn't have had to change anything. They wouldn't have had a bump pay. They wouldn't have had to add the, uh, uh, these sunset clauses. They wouldn't have had to start paying people for video games and other appearances and shit. Okay? Admission of guilt. That's what it is. They're admitting they did something wrong. <clears throat> um, per sources close to the situation, if Naganu is ready, that fight will, uh, will be the fight the UFC wants. If not, UFC will have to go to plan C, Jones versus someone else. I'm told the UFC uh, also has a matchup against Curtis Blades as a prospective safety net should Naganu not be ready. The UFC also has... Serial gain in consideration for a similar planning position as Blades, though there are concerns about his return timeline from injury. Um, sorry, they're completely skipping over the fact that uh, Nagani's situation is not about an injury. It's not about an injury. Just because he underwent knee surgery, that's not why he's out. And that's a purposeful admission. That guy's leaving that out on purpose. Shame on you. Shame on you, Nolan King, you jerk off. Shame on you. You're going to leave that out on purpose? It has nothing to do with the situation. Naganu is sitting out because he's trying to flex the only leverage he has right now, and that's free agency. He can be a free agent thanks to the sunset clause that's there because of the class action lawsuit was not for the class action lawsuit, the UFC would not have changed their business model and contracts in order to get away from more lawsuits around class action or against, class action, against uh, antitrust violations. Okay. They're breaking the law. The UFC is not some great company that did great things and made something awesome. They cheated. They cheated. They stole the sport. They monopolized it. They cheated. They broke the law. The only reason the UFC is successful is because they broke the law. Sorry if your butt hurts from that statement, but it's true. It's true. All right. Let's get into, um, and I, I think Blades could possibly be John Jones at heavyweight. Um, I think the safer fight for John Jones at heavyweight is zero game. I think so. I think that's the safer fight. Uh, just saying. But now let's get into Naganu, okay? Because Naganu, it's not about injury. It's about the contract. It's about him getting what he wants. He's trying to flex his uh, leverage, the only leverage he has. But like, even that isn't much. Like, you, you're, your only leverage is take it or leave it. <laughs> That's it. You have to leave the organization altogether, walk away from your belt, maybe go to a different sport, maybe go to boxing because. They have so much power. Let's share this, okay? This was an interview. There's a video interview, but they have transcripts that you can check out with this. I'll go here. Okay. You see my pretty face. Couldn't get paid for. All right. This is uh, quotes from uh, Niganu. He says, maybe Jones, uh, he was asking about his next opponent, maybe Jones, if we get things sorted out. Because this contract situation hasn't been sorted. 
not happy with the contract. It has nothing to do with injury. It's the contract. Okay, Nagano's grievances stem from money issues and supposed unfair treatment, supposed unfair treatment by the organization. And because he feels he has very little to no negotiating power. He has none. The 35-year-old is having apprehensions about re-signing Iganu can choose to be a free agent by December once his championship, champion's clause expires. Yep. I'm going to check. Who, who wrote this one? Uh, Milan Ordonez. All right, Mr. Ordonez. It's not a bad article. Um, he says, and uh, this is also this is, uh, a quote from Nagano. He says, and the contract says you have to fight when they tell you to fight. But your contract does obligate them to give you a fight. They can sit you down for two years. You can't say anything, he said. Yes, this is one of the issues right here. And this is one of the reasons you can't have collection bargaining under a union. You have to have class, you have to have a, 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 an association, right? Because if you have people within the organization who are standing up and talking out and fighting out, out uh, fighting back, they, they sit you. They bench you. And you're a fighter who's making 10 and 10. Your fighter's making 20, 20, 15, 50 even. And they sit you for two years. You're starving. Your family's starving. Like you're not making money. It's ridiculous. They have so much power. You have no idea how much power they have. Um, they can just sit you. And he's 100% right here. They, they sign you to a long-term contract. And now, now, luckily, it's timed out in five years. So they can only sign you to a five-year-long contract. If they um, don't like what you're doing, they can sit you out and make you wait and wait and wait. And that means you can't compete anywhere else. It also means that no one else can, can sign you. It, it ties you up and keeps you from competing and drawing money and eyeballs to some other organization. It's not an accident that they do that. It's not. Back to Nagano. Says, so unless they want to make you fight, you won't fight. So that's something that caught my attention. What is this contract good for? How does this contract protect me? On what? Nothing. I have nothing. When you sign that contract, you give your ownership to the UFC, but technically it's not protecting you from nothing, anything. He's right about that. Your ownership. You don't get to own your title. You don't get to own your rank. Garbage. Garbage. They can cut you whenever they want. Bingo, yep. They can give you a fight, yes or no, and they don't have to answer to anybody, he added. They can do whatever they want. So why am I signing a contract? I have no protection in that contract. Unless you can guarantee me something in that contract, there is not a reason to do a contract. Matter of fact, you say I am an independent contractor. Let me fight. I can fight for you and fight for someone else. Why am I having exclusive contract with you with no benefit? I'm supposedly an independent contractor. Francis has somebody with some brains talking to him. He might not fully understand it, but it's either his management or he's got some lawyers or economists, somebody. Finally, a champion with money uses money to get somebody to help protect him. Finally, thank goodness. Oh my God, such a relief. Enough of these guys ooh, 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 on Dana all day long. Finally, somebody standing up for themselves. 
I, I'm a big fan of Nagano, and I really hope this plays out to his best because these guys are scumbags, 100% scumbags. Scumbags. Yep. <clears throat> Just saying. Just saying, guys. Just saying. Scumbags. Um, as a reminder, go to jumpers.net, sign up for the newsletter. I got other stuff up there, products, all kinds of stuff for you guys to check out. I'm here to help you, help me help you. I'm a great coach and teacher. I've been instructing people since I was 13 years old. Guys, I have a degree in education. I'm taught by Purdue University how to teach people. I've been teaching professionals, amateurs, and children for a very, very long time with a lot of success. I helped coach Khabib. I helped coach Islam. I, I coached at AKA. I was team captain for many, many years. Okay? Do what I say. Do what I say or the robot dogs are coming. I'm sicking spots on you with the 50 cal. All right? He's coming for you, guys. He's coming for you. Follow the links in the description. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll get you jacked. I'll get you laid. Belt. We'll do work. It's fun. It's fun for me. All right, guys. Um, I'll get to vent on some of those topics in a little bit. It's really nice to see Francis doing this. It's nice. But, like, that Nolan dude, shame on you. You're a prick. Shame on you. 100%. 100%. Like, oh, his injury. Oh, 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 oh UFC Dana, give me a. Give me a better spot. Give me a job. Oh. Fuck out of here, people. The garbage. This is where things get sticky. There's an article I didn't quite get through yet. Uh, Sean Nash had. Maybe I can I can show you the uh, what it was real quick. It talks about it in boxing, and this is the big problem with boxing, right? This is the honestly, it's the real problem with boxing because you have you have three different things to deal with. Okay, you have the fighter, you have the promoter. Uh, actually, you have four things. I'm sorry, you have four things to deal with. You have the fighter, you have the promoter, you have the sanctioning body, and you have the broad broadcasting company, right? So this is why a lot of the fights that you want to see in boxing don't happen, but even still. More fights happen in boxing from cross promotion, or whatever, than ever will in UFC and in, in, in MMA because it's not even possible in MMA. Okay, so anybody spouting off about, oh, you're never going to see this fight or that fight or whatever the crap, um, garbage. You, you definitely see more in boxing than you see in MMA because it's not even possible. There is no cross promotion. Every once in a while, you get Risen and, and uh, Bellator, but that's it. So, um, We'll look at this. We'll look at, I'll share this with you. So you guys can check it out. This is John Nash has this, this article right here, how TV networks keep the sport of boxing static. Uh, synergy among networks and promoters can create positive developments. Look no further than the Giovanni Davis, Ryan Gracie agreement. But it's rarer than blah, 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 blah. So uh, I have not read through that article. I, I, I will probably try to read through that article another time. 
to talk to you guys about it. But that's basically what um, a big problem with boxing is. Because you can't get all these entities to agree to each other. Because this promoter has a, has a deal with this broadcasting company. And this promoter has a deal with that broadcasting company. Well, the promoters have to come together by law because of the Ali Act. And now like they're like, okay, we have to fight. And these fighters have to fight because they're number one uh, you know, in the title holder have to fight. But then the promote, then the, the companies are like, well, we want to do it. No, we want to do it. And then there's a big battle about who gets to broadcast it, and that's a big problem. Like, we don't have one central place to watch all the fights, and that can be that can be one of the things that gets in the way a lot of times with these big fights. All right, we have fifty cal with the fifty cal. When they're when they're airdropping fifty of them dogs in your neighborhood and they all got fifty cal, man, and they've limited you to ten round magazines. Good luck. <laughs> get yourself a three D printer, man, and get yourself some sixty round mags. That's not that's not uh, armament advice from any guys. But you guys, you guys like that? Give me give me a vote. Give me a vote, guys. Do you like this image? If I put this on a t-shirt, if it comes out nice, I, I got to sample it. If I can put this on a t-shirt and it comes out nice, will you, will you buy one? Huh? I got the little Fitch Smash logo up on the top. It's small. I don't know how it's going to look when it's printed out. The details may be too, too small. But um, I like it. I dig it. I think it would look cool on a t-shirt. <laughs> like a, a tie-dye t-shirt. All right, we got a few minutes. Anybody want to jump on? Anybody want to jump on and uh, ask a question? I'll do a quick consultation for anybody who wants to jump on. I'm going to put this in the chat for you guys. Just click on it. Have a good, have a good uh, connection to the intrawebs. It'll help. I got a question over on uh, on the Rockfin. <clears throat> it says, "Do you really think John Coke Jones is coming back to coming back in March?" I can't trust that crackhead. What's your opinion on the American MMA franchise launched by Frank Mir's friend? They got Tito Rampage and BJ on board. Your thoughts? I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't heard anything at all about that. Interesting. Uh, John Jones has been out a while. I'm, I'm guessing he's got to pay for that crack. <laughs> he's got to pay for that crack, so he needs to fight. I'm sure. Um, I'm thinking. I think that's the biggest problem is he doesn't have a named opponent because he is taking a big risk, moving up in weight. He could fight somebody who's really tough but doesn't have a name, and that, that could just derail everything. And then what money is he going to make? If he gets his ass beat up by somebody you don't know that much. He fights uh, Sherman. Right, Sherman, who just lost to uh, uh, the, um, the Waldo, right? Where's Waldo? So he fights Waldo. So he fights Waldo and loses one of those guys. What does that do for his money? You know, um, I don't know. He needs. I think he needs. He needs somebody that's gonna be a name. He needs a name. So that's that's what's crazy is that that's gonna fuck things up. Like UFC's robbing us as fans, as a spectator, as a consumer, we are being robbed. I'm being robbed 
of watching John Jones fight somebody because UFC is too uh, cheap and too abusive towards their athletes to pay them what they're worth. That ought to make you hot. That makes me hot. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Anybody? Come on. Somebody call in. <clears throat> the, uh, the link is in the chat. Ready to go. I got on my Christmas sweater already. The nutcracker. The cracks and nuts. The coffee. Ready to go. Any of you guys know a cheap, easy way to get rid of tattoos? I try to message a place here in town. Like, I just want, I want a quote. I want to email you a picture of what I got on me. Send me a quote. They're like, oh no, come in for a half hour consultation. I'm like, fuck you. I don't got 30 minutes to sit and have you lube my ass up. Just look at the damn thing and tell me ballpark, ballpark it. And then if the ballpark is reasonable, I'll come to you for the consultation. But they're like, oh no, we can't do it on like, then you're useless to me. I'm not going to waste 30 minutes. You know, it's going to be more of that. It's going to take me probably 30 minutes to drive there. 30 minutes sitting in their damn office, talking to them, having them move me up, trying to upsell me to some other bullshit. And then 30 minutes driving home. You're going to take an hour and a half out of my day to give me a price on something? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Wasting my goddamn time. Time is valuable. It's precious. Why am I going to spend an hour and a half of my day to be told some shit you could email me? It's just probably run by women. <laughs> I guarantee. Oh, no, honey. We can't look at a picture and tell you that that little tiny thing in your freaking knuckle. We can't tell you that's 500 to $1,200. We can't tell you that. Uh, no, we got to sit down and. Well, this is our process, and this is our, and this is our, this is our. Oh, encompassing. Uh, look at our Black Lives Matter poster and our We Love Ukraine poster. Uh, I don't need that shit. Just tell me the freaking price. Let me talk to the man. We talk to the guy. One guy who works there. I don't care if he's the janitor. He's probably gonna. He's probably gonna cut this shit and tell me right away what I need to know. Look, bro. Look, bro. My buddy had this done. It was this much money. You're probably gonna look into that, give or take two or three hundred dollars. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. I don't need this bullshit. I don't need you rubbing fucking Astroglide on my cheeks. <laughs> yes, listen to James. Call in free consultation. Oh my goodness. And I want to get that up later today. Later tonight, I'm going to put that up on my spreadsheet. <clears throat> That'll be in the uh, the link tree in the description. You'll find merch stuff. A super chat from Rusty Fuel. Love it. Uh, says yes, we want robot dog merch. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna put print that up. Put that up and see uh, see how that works. Use a wall frown. Well, I got I got uh, a spread shop, a spread shirt. Right, and they they print to order things. I got a lot of my other stuff too. Like the logos here on the screen, right? The fish smash ones. You can get those. Um, you can get those made up uh, t-shirts. I've got a bunch of. Oh, I got one underneath right now. This is one of them. <clears throat> right, this is one of my. This is one of my merch shirts. Hey, right, it's got the fish smash 
right there. They came out really nice. They fit really good. I dig them. People get the sweatshirts and stuff. I like it. I've got the coffee mug. I got a coffee mug with my face, and uh, that'll wake you up in the morning. It'll definitely wake you up in the morning. Come on, guys. Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang it for a second. Somebody call in. It's in the chat. Things in the chat. One more time. He said it's going too fast for you. Tinga. Ask me about robot dogs. <clears throat> Anything like that. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, hit the likes if you can. If you get the, you get the chance to hit the likes. We've got a good number of likes today. Taking it. Much. Uh, use the waffle iron on there. You go. Use a waffle iron on the tattoo. That would look cool. <sighs> yeah, I've branded myself before when I was young and dumb, and uh, I was thinking about that. I could just scar it up. I can use a. Uh, you don't have to use a waffle iron. You can use lighter and a safety pin. Just get safety pin hot, and then you scar it up, and you wouldn't be able to read it. But then I got a lumpy finger. I don't, I don't know if I need to. Do I want to go through that much trouble for something I could care less about? It's more, it's more my girl. Oh, my girl doesn't like it. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see it either. I, I hate it. I, I see it in the thing. And I'm like, oh, so bad. Guys, word of advice. Word of advice. Don't ever tattoo a woman's name on your body, ever. Her face on your body, forget about it. Unless she died. <laughs> Unless she's dead. If she died, she mothered your children and died, you could do that because that's um that's a, that's a good way to put add dread to any future relationship you have because whatever girl you date is always gonna always gonna compare herself and try to compete with your dead ex. <laughs> Saying. Should Canelo fight next? Um, I don't. I'm not sure, man. I I want to. He should fight the Vivlov guy. That I lost to. Should he fight that guy, or is he too small? He needs. To, he needs to stop being big. He needs to fight the guy who told him to turn vegan. That's who he needs to fight. He needs to beat the fuck out of that guy. I could have told him that was that was a mistake. One of the worst things I ever did. I, I often think about it. The one people often ask me, "What do you regret in your career in life?" Whatever. I don't regret much of anything, but I do question, "What if? What if I never went vegan? What if? Like, I would have came in ten pounds heavier with muscle to the BJ Penn fight, and I guarantee I would have done to him at the end of the first round what I did in the third round because I would have had that horsepower." I would have worn him out. I would have hit harder. I would have been stronger. I think um, would have been a different day. Would have been a different day. So then I would have been six, six wins in a row after the GSP loss. And then even if they made me fight um, Hendricks, then like I wouldn't. Have, I would. I would have been available. I would have been available to fight GSP because I was injured after that. Because I got injured because of the. The damn um, vegan crap too. 
right? That injury, I guarantee my neck problem stemmed from veganism because I wasn't eating animal fat. I think my soft tissue is weaker. I think the joints and the, the, the discs and my vertebrae were weaker and became more damaged in training. I think it was all connected. A lot of that was connected, man. What a, what a dumb, dumb thing to do. Really dumb. Everybody else was, everybody else was going on TRT, legal TRT with the, the exemptions, and I went vegan. <laughs> dumbass. What a dumbass. <laughs> oh, man. God. Yep. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. Nobody's calling in. Come on. Come on. Come on. Do it. Call. Calls in. Do the calls. Wait, right, I'll share some things. Uh wow. Let me do that. Okay, let's do that. Let's do this. I can show you the shirts. I'll show you the shirts. Right, spread shop. You guys are in the link. It's in the links. All products. Let's do all products. All products. There we go. So I got this. It's your fault. Okay, it's your fault. From uh, I have a little poster in my garage. I work out here. Sticker. It's your fault. Remember, no matter what happens to you, the sticker. It's your fault. No matter what happens to you guys. How you feel about it, how you react to it, what you do about it afterwards, it's your fault. You're responsible. No one else is. It's up to you. So I have that. That's some of that extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. It's the only way to upgrade your life. It's your fault. Get on your coffee mug. Get on a sticker. Uh, I got the shirts. I got a yellow shirt at home. I like it. Tank tops, hoodies, women's. I got the women's tee in purple. From a girl, she looks great in it. Fantastic. Uh, you got different, different prints, different logos on the shirts. And uh, I'll get the robot dog up here. Right. There, get your face on the, uh, the mugs, the cups, the mouse pads. Oh, that's a magnet. Square magnet, rectangle magnet. Uh, I got the tattoo ones with the logo with the pitch smash also available. Those are nice. Those are nice. With the V-neck. Oh, I like the uh, the ringer t-shirts with the, with the collar and the sleeve thingies. I got, a green, I got me one of the green ones. You get your woman the uh, big hoop neck one. That way when she bends over, you can see some cleavage. Um, I highly suggest. It's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one, guys. Check that out. Check those out. You'll like them. You'll dig them. What else have we got? What else have we got? Here, I'll just go to the, uh, the link. Oh. Going on. Okay, here we go. Yep. I redid the lake tree. I'll show you the lake tree, guys. 
Linktree's got a bunch of stuff in it. If you've never gone to the Linktree, go to the Linktree. It has a bunch of links all put into one. Strength and fitness package, intro, practical self-defense. It's free. Become line, online courses. It's all the online stuff. There's my YouTube channel. You're already on the Rockfin. The Rockfin, which you guys should go and check out and subscribe to. 12-minute, like, right, fat-burning course for you. The Weight Cut Bible available. Uh, Failing Upward, Death by Ego, one of my books, my first book. Uh, I got some more merch here. Jump Rich merch. Oh, that's and that's the uh, spread shirt, right? The TKO. These are a separate company who makes a different set of shirts that are really nice too. Uh, Fanatic Wrestling Combat Tested Takedowns. That's uh, some great info and knowledge for you guys. Website podcast. This podcast airs on Fight TV also. If you guys want to watch that, but I spend time on YouTube because you guys can talk back to me. There's no way for me to. Talk to people watching on fight. I, I do it here, but they do give me some uh, promotion. Uh, Amazon online shopping. I have an Amazon page or whatever that lists a lot of the things I like and use. Such great heights documentary. If you haven't seen my documentary, it's up and available on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch my documentary from my training camp and fight up to GSP. Uh, the UFC fighter class action website. You can go and get all the questions answered you want to. You can see the timelines of the filings and all the stuff that's going on with that. Follow along because the press is doing a really shady job of letting people know about it. Because, oh, it's not as important. It, the people just don't click on it. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. And then uh, there's a do- I Got Pain documentary. That's on Amazon also. That was Dr. William Vandery, who helped me out with uh, some neck issues. And he's got some stuff up there working through how he's helped a lot of different people. All right, guys. Nobody is calling in with a question. Not a single person. It's on. It's on. If anybody's got the kind of hold knees to ask a question. Oh, we got one. <clears throat> Jason is coming on the show. Here we go, guys. Jason, what's going on? What's up? How are you doing? Oh, we got- I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm sorry uh, it took me a minute to hit this join button. Oh, no worries, man. Good to have you. What, what's your question? Well, okay. Um, my question is, what 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 do I have available to me? Uh, I'm I'm getting older. I I have a back issue, mm-hmm. so it's like I don't see how I could train wrestling or jujitsu with my back. Okay. okay. So, what kind of back injury is it? Um, it's one where I can't like lift shit. Um, well, I mean, yeah. Are you talking like a like, like a disc type of situation? Yeah, lower back. Sorry. Yeah, lower. Okay. Um, okay. Like if I so, do manual labor for a day, I'm like I'm 
I'm hurting for like multiple days after. Okay. So you're, I mean, all right, so you're already using your body. You're already physical. Like that's kind of like a, a workout when you're doing manual labor. Like I work with guys who are like plumbers and electricians. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't do that frequently. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, but, okay. So man, so this is one of the problems. People who hurt something or something that gets sore and they end up not doing anything. Right. When really what you need to do is, start building muscle up in areas you're deficient because one of the reasons why you're probably hurting in that place is because your posture is bad or you have weak muscles in some area that makes your muscle, it makes your, your soft tissue and, and nerves and stuff get pinched and, and messed up. Mm. Um, I have one book called the supple leopard. That's really fantastic book. And it's just about, um, like how you're how you should stand up how you should sit like how your body you need to have a neutral spine a lot of people don't have yeah so you start checking yourself then you need to have a neutral spine you need to maintain that neutral spine all the time um the guy who wrote that book he's like really against sitting down he's like yeah. sitting down is one of the worst things you can do for your back wow. like we weren't designed to ever sit down uh so the supple leopard it's a really great book a really great read it's like it's like this thick right it's it's yeah. A lot of it's a it's a big bang for your buck. You're going to get a lot of knowledge from that. And if, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's got a lot of uh, um, post and free social media stuff. Like you can you can look at also. I highly recommend that. I follow a guy called it's called Squat University on Instagram. Squat underscore University. And um, I might even just go and and show you real quick. But he does a lot of like deep squat movement type stuff um specifically the deep squat and like i've been working with that stuff for a while and it's it's a big huge help like ankle mobility range of motion hmm. that type of stuff here let's see if i can i can share this screen at the same time and really it's about not avoiding things it's about building yourself back up I mean, squat university and he does a lot of like the Olympic lifts and he breaks things down. Um, so you can see, I like, he takes guys, clients where had the injuries and then he helps fix their injuries and he puts them through different workouts and different types of, of things to help build their strength and their bodies up. He's talking about range of motion here, mm. with the hips and like, whether or not you can get like he's doing ankle mobility there like can you get your knees over toes little things like that and it goes a long way with overall just comfort and health with is your body able to move you know um he even talks about like feet and like how people's feet because of shoes have gotten messed up our toes were never supposed to be pointed mm. like that uh but this is just like this and this is all free i mean he's got a book too i haven't read through his book but he's got a ton of stuff every single image is like i cannot do any just about 90 percent of these so i would i would go through like that you know and you can um start to pick at maybe some things that maybe are, are where you're deficient and you can start working on and he's got little tips and tricks on how to like build those things back up um, diet and nutrition are a big part of it too because as you get older like if you're not putting the nutrients into your body for your body to fix itself 
like you're never going to fix it yourself. Mm. Right. Like it's like a construction site. You got all the workers standing around the construction site, but there's no, there's no boards or nails or hammers around. Like what the hell are they going to do? They're just jerking off. Right. So you got to eat the right foods to get them the tools and the supplies they need to help build things back up. Mm. Um, I have a program on my gum road. It's called the uh, fit your neck, right? Cause I had yeah. thoracic neck problems that were really bad. I almost had to retire, but I, I met up with this guy um, who gave me a bunch of exercises, a bunch of supplements to use and kind of corrected my diet a little bit um, because another part of diet is inflammation. And a lot of times you're eating shit that creates more inflammation that makes your pain way worse. So if you can just cut out like a lot of the sugars, a lot of the fake sugars, right? If you're eating a lot of fake sugar, like that stuff is just going to cause more inflammation and you don't need it. You cut those things out. You put the nutrients into your body, the stuff you need. Um, like for a while, I was eating a spoonful of uh, coconut oil, just raw coconut oil a day, just putting a spoonful in and swallowing it real fast. Mm. And um, that was like helpful for uh, like – keeping keeping soft tissue supple hmm. right because if you have brittle brittle cartilage brittle soft soft tendons and uh that stuff's going to break down and you're going to get injured and be sore more often hydration can also be a big part of back pain because hmm. if you're not hydrated those discs shrink up and then now because of those discs shrinking up like there's supposed to be a space in between the nerve and the discs well, the discs shrink because you're dehydrated and now they're pinching. Hmm. And now you're in worse shape because you just didn't drink enough water. All right. So I'm not, yeah. a, doctor, I'm not a therapist, huh. um, you know, physical therapist, but those are avenues that you can look down. It's usually about not doing less. It's usually about doing more. It's usually about you got more work to do. You've got more exercises. It's, it's different than like going to jujitsu class or lifting heavy weights. But you may have like a lot of little exercises and things that you need to do to build up your body to where you're functional again. I mean, as far as like some type of self-defense, I mean, like the only thing that comes to mind is, is boxing, like without being able to do any ground shit. Um, mm -hmm. But then can you train boxing without like – brain damage getting uh, uh you can because if you're not if you're not sparring hard you know uh i like i say i recommend jujitsu because you can do jujitsu at 100 percent. you could do it at fight pace like somebody's attacking you you can replicate that in jujitsu and mm. not get injured boxing mm, not so much right like you can go hard every once in a while but like when you're especially as you're older you get slower you're not going to, you don't want to get hit hard. There's no reason to put yourself into that position. Right. Also, in my opinion, like stand up is easier to learn, but it's harder to get good at. Mm. Right. So you go out in the street and, and you've been, you know, doing boxing class for two years. Your boxing may not be as clean as a young guy who's never boxed before and just knows the overhand, right. Mm. You know, um, also, if you're trying to box with people, if you're exchanging punches, like you could get hit. Even if you're the superior striker, it only takes one to knock you out. So I don't recommend people ever exchange punches. Like your job, 
hit him once and run away. Mm -hmm. So honestly, your stand-up self-defense needs to be learn how to throw a hard straight right punch and a hard straight left punch because you never know when your feet are going to get changed up and you don't have time to switch your stance. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to throw one hard good punch each time and then get away. Yeah. <laughs> circle away. Punch and circle. Punch. I, 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 teach, I, teach, I teach people this. Throw the hard straight punch and then the jab and then back away. Hmm. So you're throwing the hard punch first, the other one to create space, and then you circle out. Hmm. And that, that's the extent of your stand-up. Because if you're far enough away to exchange punches with somebody, you're far enough away to leave. There's no reason for you to – you're not in a, in a sporting fight. There's, there's sport, street, and art. Those are the three forms of fighting. Hmm. Right? You're not in a sport. You're in self-defense. You just need to get the hell out of there. So one, two, psh, run away. Yeah. right if you can't run away that's when i suggest people force clinch and then learning how to hand fight and grip fight on your feet without taking it to the ground i highly recommend yeah. i have a i have a free self-defense course on my gum road practical uh practical uh self-defense intro to practical self-defense i'm working on a uh practical self-defense course that i'll have up later i've filmed a bunch of it i just got to film the, the talking head explanation stuff. Yeah. I just haven't had time the last couple of weeks, but that should be up. Um, hopefully, I'll have that up before Christmas. But the, it's uh, hard. To, it's hard to find the right kind of training you need for self defense because everybody wants to do just straight stand up sport or straight ground sport. Mm. Right. Like I need to do what I can physically do at this point. Mm -hmm. um, Never been in a fight ever. <laughs> no, third grade, I was in a fight when I was like eight. Yep. Like, that's like, why, I mean, that's, that is one reason why I really like, I really do like uh, jiu-jitsu. Mm. Because it can put you in scenarios, mm. you know, and it's not a full fight. You can, you'll be, they'll put you in mount. Like, you'll be remounted, somebody on top of you, you have to escape. So it's a fight. You're fighting to get away from that position. Right. But you're much less likely to get, knocked out or severely injured doing that yeah. huh I, I yeah okay i mean giving me some good ideas mm -hmm. um i still don't think i can do like the way my back is um any ground shit like that mm -hmm. i can't like move to try and buck someone off would be like more damaging to me yeah. so i mean i you, you need you, and that's it's not going to get better <laughs> Right. It's not if you don't do so, if you're not actively doing cool. something to right. fix your back, yeah. it's not going to get better. So what happens in 10 years? Are you going to be the little guy on the scooter? You want to be that guy? Position, yeah. You know, do you want to be that guy on this little scooter going around places? You know, I don't know if you got kids or grandkids or I'm something. Like, do you want to be able to like play with them? Or like, what does your life look like in 10 years? You got to really think about it. If you don't actively really attack what's bothering you like it's gonna just get worse man mm. there's a long list there's a list <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i that's a bad the back thing is a is a important thing to take care of and get a hold of because it's screaming that's your whole you can't walk you can't you can't do anything if your back's gone this is true this is true uh, yeah shit went down in like 2019 it's like one like one weekend, like I was like, you know, running up and down the stairs with like 
these 40 pound printers and mm. and after the weekend was done it was like i couldn't move yeah <laughs> it's never been the same um yeah. <clears throat> but, um yeah right on thanks so i, I Hey, it's not it's not a done deal. The body is designed to heal itself. You just need to figure out what exercises and what things you need to do to to get where you need to be. It's not over. Mm. I like that. It's a good idea. Yep. I know. Thanks. Hey right, man. Thanks for calling in. I hope that helped. It helps. Yeah. Right on. All right, man. Thanks. How's it going? Merry All Christmas. Right. You too. <laughs> All right. How do you? All right, guys. Awesome. That's good. It's not bad, Rusty. It's not bad. Walking is very good. The human body is designed to walk, not run. It will get uh, the heart pumping and build from there. I've been there. Just move. Walking is a very underrated form of like self-care um you know i have my dog and i have to walk him three times a day usually you know i'm getting at least 30 to 45 minutes of walking time it, it's good it's good it's good for you uh mentally to be able to get out and walk and and uh be out and around it's good to get your the blood moving it's not gonna like make you ripped and cut and awesome but it's good for your health Okay, human beings moved all day long for a very long time. You know, they moved and then they slept. They moved and they slept. That was life for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years at least. Get yourself moving. All right, guys. Um, all right, guys. I think that's it. I think we had a great show. I think the show was awesome. Very successful. I appreciate the call in. I hope I helped. Uh, guys, don't be scared next time to call in. I don't bite. I do my best to try to help. I want to help people. I want to help you. Use my knowledge that I have and do the best I can to do what I can for you. Don't be afraid. Uh, thanks for watching. We'll have more fights to talk about next week. Please like, share this, all right? Subscribe. Let everybody know. Like, I'm not getting help from the algorithms. I'm not getting help from anybody <laughs> except for you. If you guys like what I'm doing here, help out. Share whenever you can. Come by with the super chats. I like to put that towards uh, my whiskeys, <laughs> all right? Take care. Uh, hope you have a good one. I'll check you all later.